Welcome, sports fans, to the next great podcast surrounding the NFL. It's the latest catch. I'm Brent Labonte, the founder, and our partner with one of my great friends, Bryson Mercier. Today, we'll go over popular news, topics, headlines, and predictions for this upcoming week. Obviously, before we start, make sure to let other people know and continue to follow the process. Every listener matters. All right, before we hop into this episode, a uh, quick word from our sponsor. All right, today's episode, we have special guest. Uncle Josh is back on the show today. Uh, we have a mock draft spectacular, but, 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 before we get started in it, of course, you need to know what the international holiday is today. Brent, you're going to love this one. It's International Waffle Day today. I know you're a huge waffle guy. It's International Waffle Day, so go out, enjoy a waffle on Friday or Friday more afternoon, you know? Just have a waffle today. So, with that being said, Brent, want to talk a little bit here? So, we're going to get started here with our mock draft. We said a couple episodes ago, we're going to have our first one. Um, each one of us are going to kind of, we had a teams assigned. And I'm going to get started here with the Jaguars. With the first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, Jacksonville Jaguars select Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson. This one is pretty obvious to me, especially if you, know, you see Evan Neal, who was predicted to go to Jacksonville at the beginning of the year, Cameron tackle. So the only way to me they can possibly go, I mean, they could possibly move Neal to right tackle. But I got Hutchinson here to better that defense. You know, they got a lot of holes. So this is a guy who's going to get you probably 10 sacks a year, the efforts off the charts, and probably one of the best prospects in this year's draft. All right, number two, the Lions are going to select Georgia defensive end Trayvon Walker. Uh, Walker is a huge run stopper, uh, and he can play a 3-4 end. Uh, he consistently outreaches blockers and takes control you know, at the point of attack, at the line of scrimmage. So look for Detroit to buff up that defensive line a little bit uh, with this pick if they don't trade down. I have seen some rumors that they might trade out of this pick, and so I would not be surprised to see that happen either. But like I said, Trayvon Walker, stud, he's big, and he knows how to create leverage really well. So that is who the Detroit Lions will take with number two. I do like that pick. Before we get into it, is it National Vikings sign a Packer day again too? Because I just seen Sullivan got signed with the Vikings. Did you guys see that? Yeah, we did. We did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At number three, the Houston Texans take NC State offensive tackle Icom Equanu. Um, I was between him and Evan Neal. I think they're the two best offensive linemen in this draft. Um, He is a strong and mobile tackle, uh, one of the best in this draft, like I said. I'm going to give some player comps today, and I got to credit CBS for that, but he is being compared to Laramie Tunsil. I think this would be a really good pick at the Texans here. All right, so now I got the Jets. And to help out the young quarterback in Zach Wilson, with the fourth overall selection, I got them going with Evan Neal. I already talked about it a little bit in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can see them going in that direction as well. But, you know, I had a lot of people to choose from here. But I feel, you know, the best way to help out a young quarterback is by making sure he doesn't hit the, hit the turf a lot in games. So I think Evan Neal, you already said it too, between him and Iquanu, um, 
either one of these guys would be a great fit. But since he's off the board, you know, great range. He has good footwork. And he's you know, stands at 350 pounds or 340 pounds, my bad, but 6'7". So a massive size and maybe one of the best pass protection uh, off of the tackles in this year's draft. So why not um, sure up that offensive line there in New York? All right. With the number five pick, the New York football Giants will take safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Uh, this guy has the NFL comparison to Cam Chancellor. And Cam Chancellor was a stud for a couple of years in the Legion of Boom defense out there in Seattle. So that's a great player to have a comparison to. Uh, he is a high-hitting safety, and he's got a neat blend of characteristics and skills that he can display out there on the football field. And he can play over the top with his eyes and his speed. And he has that strength and, you know, heart to go up there and make big hits on those tight ends or, you know, hit hard in the hole. So that's also what you are looking for uh, if you're going to draft safety that you want, that you want to make plays. Uh, he is the guy that I believe that the Giants will pick here. And it's a need that they're going to need to, you know, figure out this offseason because their safety depth is not what it needs to be, I believe. So I know they got Jabril Peppers back there, I think, but they need someone else to help out. So I feel like they might go in that direction with their first pick in this year's draft. Let's let's get a little crazy here uh, with the sixth pick in the draft. The Carolina Panthers select quarterback Malik Willis out of Liberty. Um, I went at length about him in our draft preview. Carolina gets their guy. They lost out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Um, guy you can definitely build around he might take a year or two to be ready but he's got a good blend of arm strength and speed the comp cbs gave him was mike vick so who doesn't want that kind of skill set to build around all right and the giants are back on the clock again and they are going to really work on that defense they're going to pick amon the sauce gardener with this pick and i feel like this pick does not need much of an explanation here because I feel like Amon Gardner is the best player available on the board as of right now. And the Giants just need to go with the best available. They don't really have much other needs. Uh, they have Kenny Galladay, a wide receiver. They have a wide receiver core. And I feel like if they can get a good defense to help Daniel Jones and that offense out a little bit, I feel like it would be a game changer for that New York Giants team. With the eighth pick in the draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, wide receiver. Um, this will be a good replacement for the the hole filled by Kelvin Ridley. Um, I think Ocho Cinco, as far as the skill set, he's a dynamic receiver. Um, great, great yards after catch numbers. Um, great route runner. So he's really the total package as far as the wide receiver goes. Yeah, so I've got the Seattle Seahawks now drafting at the ninth overall pick, and this could be a quarterback. It could be Kenny Pickett, but they might go out and trade for Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to play that scenario out, then trade for Baker Mayfield, and they're going to draft Mississippi State offensive tackle Charles Cross. Uh, And he is a young stud that I believe will help Whoever, whatever quarterback plays in the next year, uh, you know, be able to stay in the pocket, trust his offensive line a little bit, get a run game going, 
because uh, they definitely need um, some security up at that offensive line in order to rebuild this franchise. And it will drastically help if you have a good offensive line to, you know, introduce a new quarterback to the system. And you have the wide receiver core to have a good offense. You just need that offensive line and that quarterback working in a tandem. So I believe they might go offensive line with this pick. So I feel like this might not actually happen, but the Jets here at number 10, they're going to select Kayvon Thibodeau of the Oregon Ducks. I don't see him falling this far, but, you know, as a Jets manager here, I, I mean, you cannot pass him up. And the first pick I had New York taken off as a tackle, and now here another hole they need to fill to fill as pass rusher. Thibodeau, who arguably probably maybe a month ago, two months ago, he might have been the first overall selection between him and Hutchinson. Uh, you know, he's a perfect build for the position. You know, long, lean frame. It's a good first step. He can cover a bunch of ground right off the snap. Has the acceleration, the speed. You know, he's not really a bull rusher. More agile when he comes to pass rushing. Uh, player comp I've seen for him is Demarcus Ware. Now, for the power, though, he does flash it at times, so you might get that bull rushing ability out of him. Now, the negatives, though, the big thing about Thibodeau is that he might not bring it 100% of the time, which is a concern. And at the NFL Combine, he did opt out to do all the drills. He said that you know he was just going to do them at his pro day where he did not take part in the regional combine, which I don't know if he had his pro day yet, but that's where NFL teams can see him with his hand in dirt or drop back as more of a outside linebacker. Yeah, the sky's the limit with him. It's just if he if he wants to get it done. I, th- I think they'll let the slide stop there if he's still available. I do think the Jets take him. That's a good call. With the 11th pick, the Washington Commanders select Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd. Uh, Devin Lloyd is the, I would say, the top linebacker in the draft. He's a guy who can plug and play day one. Great side to side, sideline to sideline speed. Think of a Fred Warner type mold. Um, that'd be a good selection here for Washington if he's still on the board. Absolutely. And now I got the Vikings with the 12th overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. They're going to select Georgia defensive tackle Jordan Davis. This is to me a no brainer. They just lost uh, Michael Pierce, who they signed a couple of years ago for agency to a big to a big deal. They ended up releasing him, so there's going to be a hole there. And they haven't had a true defensive tackle since Limbaugh Joseph, so this would kind of be, you know, an upgrade, especially with his abilities. You've seen his 40 yard dash time at a 478. You know, that's a rare body type and you know size to be seen. That speed and uh, quickness, you know, long arms, which can help him keep the offensive alignment out of his frame. And what he's able to do in the run game, stuffing, uh, the runs up the middle. But the big question as well for him was, can he show that pass rush ability at the next level? A lot of teams were kind of going away from him because they didn't know if he was able to get to the quarterback. But I think with all this uh, NFL combine numbers, he might be able to prove himself and rise at the draft boards. And that's why I have him going at 12. So Houston's back on the clock at 13. They shift to the defense on this pick with cornerback Derek Stingley out of LSU. He has good size and burst. He's a physical freak. Um, he kind of lost some stock lately. Sauce moved ahead of him as far as uh, uh, 
pedigree is concerned or, or as far as uh, ranking is concerned. But he was the top corner on the board for a lot of the year. Slipped a bit here, but he is going to slide no further with the Texans at the 13th pick. And then the Ravens are on the clock now, and they go defensive end, Jermaine Johnson, out of Florida State. Um, I believe that they missed out on Zedarius Smith a little bit to buff up that defensive line, but they can definitely add a key piece to it in Jermaine Johnson. Uh, he is a six foot four, two hundred and fifty four pounder, but he runs a four five eight forty. That is elite speed at that size, and he's got a long frame, long arms, and he can take control of blocks at times. It'll be a need for him to be able to, you know, carry that on to the next level, but he certainly did a good job of that at college. And he is a smart run defender. He knows his gaps and he knows which gap to hit. So he is able to, you know, significantly stop run uh, at his position as well. So I see the Ravens going defensive end Jermaine Johnson with this pick. Now with the next pick, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. They have back-to-back selections here, and then they also have the 19th overall pick. Now with the first one, I think they're going to go with the uh, position of need, which is wide receiver. They drafted some wideouts in the first round a couple years in a row now, and they haven't really hit on any of them. Jalen Rager was the last one, I believe. I think Drake London can can completely turn this around. Um, I think he might be one of the best receivers in this year's draft class, right behind Garrett Wilson, the big body, extreme length, and – He's going to kind of remind you of a Kelvin Johnson, but, you know, not as good. Uh, but he's on that caliber for sure. He can go up and make any catch. Now, he doesn't really have that 40 time you're looking for, but he does have game speed. And he's able to break tackles after the catch. Kind of physical for uh, his size and a great uh, catching range. So I do believe this would be their wide receiver of target. Maybe they go Olave instead. But this is just the guy that I think uh, the Eagles will – go after now for the next pick I had them going corner and I feel with Stingley off the board and same with sauce Gardner I'm gonna have to say it's Andrew Booth I think Booth is the next best available cornerback and that's why uh that's the direction they're gonna go instead you guys know I'm falling in love with Jake London lately so that hurts me going off the board before the Packers but we'll see what they do in a little bit all right, with the 17th pick, the San Diego Chargers select Kobe Dean. He is a linebacker out of Georgia. He has excellent skills across the board. He can cover running backs and tight ends. Um, he's an ideal plug-and-play into your defense. Uh, similar to Jonathan Vilma mold, um, really solid guy you can put into your defense right from day one. All right, and now – um, the New Orleans Saints are on the clock at 18. They select Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams um, out of Alabama, and this would be a huge contribution to that offense without absolutely breaking the you know salary cap because they are already so you know far over it. And Michael Thomas, who knows with him, he might play, might not. Nobody really knows, uh, but. I feel like this would be a very good replacement uh, for Mike Thomas. Um, He's got really good short intermediate route running, um, and he is a really good deep threat as well. Now his blocking is a little 
on the sketchy side, but he's an NFL wide receiver. They don't really need to block that much if he's on the outside, so it won't really matter. Uh, and they've got Alvin Kamara, and they'll most likely not be, you know, running it outside the outside too much towards those wide receivers, so that won't matter too much. And his hands are just – he makes plays on the ball really well, and he catches everything that hits his hands, basically. So that is something that you're looking for in a wide receiver, and I feel like this could be a good replacement for Michael Thomas if he does not come back. Now, with the 19th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I got the Eagles selecting Purdue defensive tackle George Karloftis. I think he was the next best available defensive end, especially because I think they need a pass rusher beside the newly acquired Hassan Reddick, who they got from the Panthers. He got a big deal, and then they get Fletcher Cox back after they released him. They got him on a cheaper deal, so that was big for this defense. I already added Andrew Booth to pair up with Darius Slay, and I went on the offensive side to give Jalen Hurts more of a weapon. Um, now, for the Eagles, I mean, they possibly can get into the playoffs by adding more to their defense, especially because this NFC um, conference is so weak this year. We've seen all the trades go to the AFC side. Now, Karloftis has a great first step, um, and the effort's off the chart as well for him. He's kind of like Aiden Hutchinson in a way. The player comp I have for Karloftis is Trey Hendrickson, Hendrickson of the Bengals. He's one of those guys that you know won't really show all these flashy moves when it comes to pass rush, but because of his effort and tenacity, tenacity he's going to get to the quarterback eventually. All right, pick 20. We had uh, talked a little bit about this one as far as the scenario, and I know I've said in the past on the show that I could see the Steelers going with Kenny Pickett, and I don't think they pass him up here. So – with the 20th pick, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he gives the team two solid options with he and Mitch Trubisky. I think his senior bowl really helped the stock. He played well there. He's sneaky fast. Um, he can beat you with his, his feet. You know, kind of like Rodgers. Is. He doesn't look like somebody that would be fast, but that's that's what Ken, Kenny Pickett brings to the table. Good arm. Um it would be a solid situation for the Steelers after losing their Hall of Fame quarterback to have these two options at quarterback um, starting this year. All right, and the New England Patriots are now on the clock at 21, and they're going to go with Northern Iowa offensive tackle Trevor Penny. Um, I feel like this is a great pick for a Patriots squad that you know likes to run the ball a lot behind Bill Belichick's offense, and. He's got an NFL comp to Riley Reef and John Runyon Sr. So those are two good linebackers that, you know, to be looking towards getting a player like that, you want a player like that. So that would be a good thing. And he is gritty, and he is big. And, I mean, he's added 100 pounds since entering college thanks to, you know, a lot of weight training and lifting. Uh, so that's something you're looking for. He's a hard worker, and he's got flexibility for as big of a guy he is. So that's always what you're looking for when you're getting a tackle in the NFL as well as if they can, you know, stop those outside pass rushes that are so good, like Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, you know, some of those guys that just love to rush the passer somewhat. All right. Pick 22 Packers are up with their first pick. They obtained from the Raiders for Devontae Adams. Uh, they take Ohio state wide receiver, Chris Alabe. Um, I'm with Brent. It's him and Drake London are really interchangeable it's team preference on who they take. And if Olave goes earlier, London could be the pick here. Uh, Chris Olave is a strong route runner. He has top end speed. 
he's a good option to fill Devontae's huge shoes, and the comp for him is Chris Godwin. Now with the next selection here in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Cardinals select Washington cornerback Trent McDuffie. Uh, McDuffie's kind of risen up the draft boards as well when it comes to cornerback. Him and Booth are interchangeable as well, uh, but this is just the guy that's available. Now player comps for him, uh, the NFL player comp on their website says Jair Alexander. So if he's anything like that, he's going to be a solid cornerback in this league. Watching Jair every Sunday, you know, we see that he's not afraid to go up and make tackles as a corner. He's really aggressive, a competitor. Uh, he's a tool to line up and press. He can also play man, and he's great in zone. Uh, pretty patient as well as the as a cornerback. He swivels his hips pretty well and uh, breaks down in open field where he does not miss many tackles. So that is a solid cornerback for the Cardinals to get, especially you need a guy to really step up as cornerback one. I believe they have Byron Murphy, and that's about it. Just don't tackle on Najee Harris, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 24, the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Um, and they go back to their offensive line here. They select Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum. Um, this guy kind of slid down NFL boards a little bit, but he is still a first-round pick. And his NFL comparison is Jason Kelsey, um, also another great offensive lineman. Um, and he loves to compete brings it to opponents. He has that high motor and he has a wrestling background and you wouldn't think that matters, but it does. If you know leverage and you know how to, you know, attack and make sure you're getting your guy to the ground, make good blocks, wrestling matters sometimes. And if this guy knows how to wrestle, he knows how to block. So as crazy as that sounds, that, that helps him out a lot. That guy's got a wrestling name too. Heck yeah. All right. So next selection here, 25th overall pick, the Buffalo Bills select Georgia defensive tackle, Devontae Wyatt. Um, I think all Georgia uh, players this year showed up the combine. So did Wyatt. Both defensive tackles did between him and Davis. He ran a 4.7740, you know, an unbelievable broad jump as well for his size. He is compared to Malik Collins, uh, defensive tackle. So both of these guys come out of college. You know, they weren't really their the number one. Uh, defensive tackles on their team like Davis got most of the attention but the pass rushing skills this was the guy that ended up with more sacks you know so I think with the Bills they could really add a defensive tackle the last time they had a good one was um oh man what is his name there you guys know him 95 Uncle Josh you'd probably help me out here the last defensive tackle that the Bills had that was very solid from LSU uh, was it Kyle something was it, drawing uh, a blank too. I know. I drawed a blank right when I thought of him, though, but he's completely the opposite. He can get to the quarterback, average hand usage. You know, he also does do pretty well in the run game. Now, he does have a lack of length, which it does show up a little bit in that uh, category. But because of his explosiveness, you know, I think he's to get to the quarterback a good amount of times in, uh, from his rookie season on. Definitely. That's a good pick there. With the – 26th selection, Tennessee selects wide receiver Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. He is a dynamic receiver. He's not the biggest receiver, but his speed makes up for it. He fills the need with the departure of Julio Jones, and he has a comp of Deontay Johnson. So Tennessee would be very happy if, if he turns into to a De- Deontay Johnson type. 
All right, now at 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock with Tom Brady back on the squad as well. So they go up and buff out their defense a little bit. They pick Florida cornerback Kair Elam. And he, his negatives, he can be a little slow to disengage in the run game a little bit. And he reaches in press coverage a little bit, but he is really physical and he takes on block very well. And he is a wrap tackler, but this also hurts him a little bit because he has a tendency to miss a couple tackles. But he is overall a pretty solid tackler. And he bumps receivers off their lines in routes and in coverage. And he uses his hands really well and plays the ball really well. And he has a he has top end speed. Um, his forty time was a four three eight, so that's pretty good for a corner in the NFL. He can keep up with some of the faster receivers. All right, Packers are back on the clock at with their own pick at twenty eight. They take Wisconsin linebacker Leo Chanel. Uh, I struggled with this pick a little bit, but I think they exercise their demons of passing on T.J. Watt um, back in the day. So they go with Chanel here. He graded out really well at the Combine. Um, his brother is a friend of the show. He was on the show. So um, it'll be a pick that is very liked in the state of Wisconsin. I totally agree with this one, especially to help out Devondre Campbell there in the inside. It's been an issue for Green Bay these last couple of years. So now with the 29th pick in the NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks. I just think this is a good pick because he is like a Debo Samuel mix with A.J. Brown. There's a whole lot of wiggle, and you can give him the ball in a bunch of ways. Now, he's dropped a little bit on draft boards because of the 40 time he did run. Uh, he only ran a 4.55. People thought maybe in the 4.4s, maybe he'd crack the four, high 4.3s. Four um, he does have great play strength. Not afraid to take on tacklers, uh, run them over. He did have a huge game against Alabama, which was eight catches, 179 yards, two touchdowns. So he does play well against competition. Uh, he's quick and urgent. He's really slippery, like I did say, for his size. Now, they have the next pick as well. Uh, I went offense with the first one because of the loss of Tyreek Hill this past week. And they've signed Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They have McCole Hardman. They still have Josh Gordon, but I don't think he'll be too much of a factor. So they need to go with a third wideout. And with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, it does not matter who his receivers are. He's going to make them better. Now, I think they also need help with, at the safety position, which is with this 30th pick. I go Georgia safety, Lewis Seen. Now, this guy is an absolute tank, huge hitter. If you search up on your own time, um, he ended up knocking out Kyle Pitts two years ago. An unbelievable hit across the middle. He's a, a junior into the draft. He ran a 4-3-7. It kind of shocked everybody. Uh, plays with the NFL caliber uh, intensity. He's also a big in, like, tackling. He's not too much of, like, a zone cover guy, though. He's more of a run stopper. And, you know, they had Daniel Sorensen these past couple of years, so this is a major upgrade. Bryson, after your last pick, I do have a question for you guys, so so hold tight after after the 32nd pick. But before that, with the 31st pick, Cincinnati Bengals take defensive end David Ojabo out of Michigan. He did tear his Achilles in his pro day. He is a top, probably half first-round talent, so they get a really good talent here. They address their O-line in free agency, so they can maybe wait a little bit on this guy. 
and he's got a Brian Burns comp to it, similarities, and I think this would be great value taking him here. All right, with the 32nd pick, Detroit Lions pick another Michigan Wolverine, uh, safety Dax Hill. Um, he has got rare speed, and he can explode to the ball in coverage. And he is really versatile. He is a hybrid safety, so he can play man, he can play zone, and he is smooth, and he knows where to be and when to be there. And he just – does everything so well and he's a hybrid safety like I said so he can he's very versatile and he's got that top end speed to you know fight off those really fast wide receivers and he can keep up with them all right question for the panel do we see Brees Hall falling out of the first round I think we do now Brees Hall was he's a guy that for running backs especially you know, he's been raised up the draft boards, maybe as number one guy. And you see Isaiah Spiller of Texas A&M. You see Kenneth Walker of Michigan State. I, I do not see a running back going in the first round. So, yes, I, I do. What about you, yeah, Bryson? I agree. I think yeah. he's falling out just because I don't feel like teams find it a need to draft a running back in the first round. I feel like running backs are the most replaceable position in the league. So, when you have a running back like Saquon Barkley, Yes, you take him in the first round. Or, you know, some of those amazing running backs, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, like those type of guys you do pick in the first round. But now that we're seeing so many different running backs be effective behind good offensive lines, I feel like general managers are now believing that they can go out and find a running back anywhere that can do the job well. Now, Brees Hall, maybe he goes at 25 to the Bills because they're always – seem like they're searching for a running back um but it just depends if they want to go his direction on that pick i just think if you know far mock draft ended up say the way it did in real life i don't see them passing up on Devonte wyatt i can see hall or any others like spiller or walker falling out of the first round yeah i was looking at 25 to the bills 27 to tampa bay to pair him with leonard fournette with jones leaving in free agency or the Chiefs have uh, two picks back-to-back, so do they say that Edwards Hilaire has been injured, injury-prone? Do we, do we bring him in and, and feed the best back, you know, the, the hot hand? All right. Well, we'll see how accurate these mock drafts are come draft day. But, Uncle Josh, thank you for coming on to the show today. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. So that's going to wrap things up for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, We will catch you next week, Mexico edition. Uh, We will be filming from Mexico. So that will be an interesting listen. We should have Lane back on the pod next week. So make sure to stay tuned for that. So 